Our scripture reading for today is the uh, gospel reading for the final Sunday in the church year, and uh, which this week is. It is taken from Matthew chapter 25, beginning with verse 1. And Jesus says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. Years ago, I had arrived at a congregation. Uh, I had just received a call to start there, and the first day that I got to my office, on my desk was a stack of cards. And the previous pastor that had served there had left these cards of people that he had been in contact with in the community, and yet people who were not necessarily um, uh, coming to church, but had shown some interest or maybe knew one of our members. And on one of the cards, it said that he had contacted this family about three times, and they sounded interested, but had never come to church yet. So I started making phone calls through all these cards and trying to, if I could, get out to visit them and invite them to church. And there was one, the same family, I kept track on that same card. I think I had five or six more contacts with them, phone conversations, and they kept saying, yeah, we're, we're planning to come. We're, we're going to get there one of these days. The lady told me that they were now in their 70s, and they used to go to church when they were first newly married in their 20s, but they had kind of fallen away from it and never, never really went back, but they really wanted to come again sometime. All of a sudden, one day, I got a phone call from the same lady, and she said, last night, my husband and I went out to eat at a restaurant, and he fell over dead of a heart attack. Would you be willing to do his funeral? We don't have a church in town. And I remembered thinking, I wonder where he is now. <laughs> I wonder where he is. And I immediately thought about this parable that Jesus tells about people that just kind of wait too long to go get more oil, which is representative of faith in Christ. This is one of Jesus' more famous parables. And um, it was a very prominent parable in the Christian church in the very early years as well. That's why they made this their gospel reading on the final Sunday. It's got such a powerful lesson in it for all of us who are members of the church. And the lesson is this. We may, we may find ourselves belonging to the outward, visible Christian church here in the world, 
of those who outwardly are waiting for Christ in the congregations around the world, and yet possibly not really be truly prepared down in our hearts. Now, Jesus puts in front of us these five foolish virgins to teach us something that's really where the lesson is primarily to be found for us who are Christians. And there are characteristics of them that are interesting to note, that show that they're actually part of the visible Christian community. Just think of some of them. At one time, they were properly waiting and prepared for the bridegroom to come. So they were members of a Christian congregation. They're in the physical proximity of the five wise virgins. So they know where the church is. They know where to find the assembly and gathering of, of fellow Christians. They clearly understood the significance of having the oil of faith. They knew what that was about. They understood that. They realized they ran out and had to go back and get more. And they even know where to go to find more of the oil. They're well aware of exactly the sources to go to to find more of this precious gift of faith. And they also know where the wedding hall is. They know where it's located. And they are expecting to be allowed into that. Those are things that we can say about the five foolish virgins. So Jesus has a lesson here, not just for people that would avoid worship, but even for people that are sitting in an assembly like this. People that preach the gospel to other people too. There's a lesson in here for all of us. That it might be possible for us to make ourselves the part of the physical, outward, visible Christian church on earth, and yet really in our hearts be far away from Christ. Isaiah describes that aspect of the Christian community when he says this, these people honor me with their lips, God says, these people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Dr. Walther referred to them as Christians by habit. That you just get into a habitual thing about being a Christian. And, and yet the devil starts to not really let it penetrate any longer down into your heart and into your soul. And, and it's easy to let our Christian faith just become a ritual that we go through. Just outward things that we observe and do and saying the right words and have it just kind of turn into lip service. But notice on that day, when the bridegroom finally comes, when Christ returns, notice the frantic rush for more oil. All of a sudden, as the cry goes out, now it's too late. And when the store finally closes its doors, that means that the church that dispenses the gift of faith is no longer open. And Jesus is teaching us here a lesson not just about the end of time, but the end of your personal life whenever that may come. Kind of think of them both fitting into this parable, if you will. This summer we saw some horrible riots up in Minneapolis, and there were looters that broke into stores and, and pillaged and robbed and took things out of there, burned some of them. There are a number of those businesses where the owners have said, I'm sorry, we're just not bringing anything back. We're not coming back. We're not, we're not rebuilding again. There are times when God's grace has been so mistreated, even by people in the church at times, that he finally has just had enough. He takes it away. He finally says, my grace is not worthy of being here if it's not going to be received the way it should. 
And that's the warning our Lord is giving here as well. You know, you go over to Europe right now, look at the enormous cathedrals that they built over there. They're turning them into restaurants. They're turning them into skateboard parks. They're turning them into theaters because nobody cares to come anymore. Places in the world where the gospel reigns supreme, where the means of grace were being dispensed for generations, centuries, and it's just kind of fallen into disfavor and disuse. Martin Luther says that some of the words of Jesus here are the saddest words in the entire Bible. When Jesus says to those who come late at the door, assuredly I say to you, I do not know you. So the point is that right now in your life, even when you're young, even when you think you're not going to die for 70 years, right now is the time to be buying the oil. Go to the store. Sit at your Savior's feet where his word is proclaimed, where the beautiful message of the gospel, of the forgiveness of your sins is proclaimed. Go and partake of his sacred meal, the Lord's Supper, frequently, where God places that on your mouth to, to know that you are his child and forgiven. Go back and be replenished in the supply of oil uh, through the, the blessed means of grace that God has given us. Let's quickly look at the characteristics of the five wise virgins. They are well aware of the potential for lethargy in their own hearts. They know they have to have a good supply of oil. They're concerned that it could happen to them, that they might run out. Their hearts are pricked with, with a concern about possibly missing their Savior's return. They're concerned about the bridegroom coming and them not being ready. And they have a longing for him to come because they know what he's going to bring. They're looking forward to the to the grand entrance with him into the bridegroom hall, into the bridal hall. And their consciences are easily made aware of their sins. They realize how much they need the oil of God's grace and his mercy. They understand what a great need they have for this bridegroom who is coming to marry, marry his bride, the church. And they treasure the gospel. They don't, they don't treat God's word and sacrament like it's nothing. They don't toy with it. They treat these things of great value. This is the oil that will take them into heaven. What excitement there is for that throng of believers that finally is welcomed into the hall. And I've been to some pretty fantastic wedding banquets, but there's nothing that's going to compare to this. As Paul says, no eye has seen what God has prepared for those who love him. So may it be your number one concern in your life, right now and always, to make sure that you keep the oil of faith replenished in your heart through God, the use of God's means of grace, so that whenever that day may come that the Lord shows up unexpectedly, you will be ready, and he will welcome you into that wonderful door to salvation. Amen.